She's an actress, writer, blogger, and mama. We chatted about the ups and downs of motherhood, how to create a joy board, and about how we both really struggle with self-image. Here's my chat with Kate Bergeron. Hi, Kate. Thank you. <laughs> Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited for you to be here. Um, this will be airing in May um, as part of my Mother's Day series. And you are a mom and you have a mommy blog, um, mommy mountain blog, right? Is that what? Yeah. It is? So, mommy mountain is what I call my personal blog. It's um, tough climb, great views. Um, I like that. So. You know. That's good. Thanks. I really like that. I like that a lot. Um, and you also write for Albuquerque Mom because you—that is where you reside. Um, so yeah, I mean, you've talked about everything from breastfeeding to sharing your own story of, um, and something we're going to touch on today is how your pregnancy kind of, you know, really affected your career and opportunities um, that were taken away from you because of your pregnancy. I want to touch on that. I mean, these are a lot of topics that people don't talk about. We Usually when we talk about motherhood, typically it's butterflies, rainbows, little bunnies running around the garden. Um, and so I always like to talk about things that aren't talked about, but mm -hmm. moms are going through and, and I just think they're important to highlight. So I am thrilled that you agreed to sit down with me today. Yes, so happy, happy to talk about it. And I absolutely yeah. think it's so important that we talk about this stuff because motherhood can be really lonely. Um, I know, uh, you know, we moved, we moved to Albuquerque, um, about six months before everything shut down. And so we didn't really get to build up much of a support system here. And it's just, you know, motherhood can be lonely in the best of times because you're up in the middle of the night by yourself with your kid, or, you know, there's just, um, so much you worry about you're doing it right or doing it wrong and everybody's got their opinions. And, um, so yeah, I think it's really important to share, share stories about, about the tough side of it. Yeah. And there are a lot of tough signs about it. I would love yeah. for you to start with the story that you blogged about it and I, I read it online, but I would love for you to share it um, with my audience um, about the job you were promised. They find yeah. out you're pregnant and it's ripped away from you. So yeah, so this was pre-children at all. Um, and uh, I was it was for theater and uh, it was a farce and it was a lot of physical comedy and I was so excited about it. I kind of excel at that. That's one of the things that I love doing is physical comedy. Um, and I auditioned, I had booked it, they called me and and I was pregnant. I wasn't showing yet though, but I knew that they were hoping to do, you know, six weeks and then they were hoping to extend. So they were, you know, trying to lock me down for all that time. And I knew by the end I would be showing. And so I let them know, you know, by the end of this, this character will be pregnant. <laughs> um, and they said, okay, uh, let me get back to you on that. And then they let me go because they said I was a liability. And I just found that so heartbreaking because um because i'm very good at my job <laughs> in that particular instance and and they were just concerned about something happening to the baby i guess um and because unfortunately it was not an equity contract i didn't really have any recourse to um, get my union to help um but that really just put me in such a kind of closed off position um and I felt like I had to hide the rest of my pregnancy as much as I could so I wouldn't lose other opportunities. Um, and I felt very blindsided about it. And, you know, in hindsight, I think that's probably pretty naive because I think many, many women hide their pregnancies as long as they can because they don't want to deal with 
being the pregnant one that everyone's going to coddle and worry about and all this. Um, But I thought I was doing them a favor by just letting them know that eight weeks from now, you're going to notice a difference. And, and, um, and so I actually put off telling my agent for a really long time because I was so worried about that. And I, I booked a co-star and shot that pregnant and hit it. Um, and, and this was for, um, the pilot for uncle buck, which was a a very short lived, yeah, reboot that, um, was on ABC and they actually had a stunt driver drive at me. Um, and I had to kind of like drop the food I was carrying and, and I just knew that they wouldn't want to cast me if they thought I was pregnant, which I don't know, is, is a, an already born person's life more, less, uh, fragile than, than a pregnant person's wife. I don't know. It's so it's, um, I kept that from, from that production and, you know, the makeup lady was like, are you you pregnant? (laughs) Pregnant. And I was like, yeah, don't tell anyone. Um, but she got it. She understood why I was hiding it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I waited a long time to tell my reps and I went in person to tell my agents and was like shaking, was like crying, was just so nervous. I was so worried they were going to drop me and, um, and I went in and they were, I think they were worried I was going to bail. Like, I think they uh-huh. thought we were having a, I'm out of here meeting. Right, and so right. we were both really, all three of us were really tense. It was my commercial and theatrical agent. And then when I told them, they jumped out of the chairs cheering and were so happy for me. And I was like, right, this is why we're a good match. Like you support me as a human, which I don't think is, you can't count on that everywhere in this business. Um, you know, and that, uh, that was wonderful. Mm, I love that. Yeah. I love that question. Were they both female? Yes. Both female, both had had kids. Yeah. Right. So yes, absolutely. Makes it, and it makes such a difference. I mean, and that in the entertainment industry is very, I feel still very male dominated, whether mm-hmm. it's, on set production agents i mean more and more there's more women coming into it, and then you can start seeing things change and right. and you know that the whole attitude towards moms and becoming pregnant and it, just being pregnant and being still able to do your job very right. very well um hopefully those things start to change because I, you know, I hear it all the time, the hiding it. And it's not just in the inner entertainment world. I mean, every, everyday moms who are out there working may be in a job where they're like, I'm going to wait it out because, yeah. you know, I don't know. And so if I'm not showing, I don't have to say anything just yet. Yeah. Which, you know, if somebody does that because of privacy, great. But if we feel like we have to do that to keep our jobs, like that's unacceptable. We yeah. can't. Yeah, completely unacceptable. Yeah, but I will say it's interesting because um, I was on set when I was on set for Speechless. Mini Driver stars in that show, and I I was so inspired by her because she sat in her makeup chair and Facetimed with her kids, you know, and like she would talk about like, okay, when are we on hiatus because my kids' break is here, and just like I I long for a time when this um, when families are valued in this um, business and when we can in, in this country. <laughs> Frankly, I long for a time when families are valued in this country Um, and to see her leadership on that set of being being like, you know, I have a family. I'm going to talk to them. And, you know, she was top of the call sheet. So that helps, obviously. But I I really think that 
you know, as you move up and get platform, that is something we need to be more vocal about, which is hard because we also don't want to be a bother. You don't want to cause any trouble. Um, and so, you know, I think it's hard knowing when the moment is to pick those battles, but hopefully someday we can yeah. do that. Yeah. Yeah. You're so, you're so true. We all tried to, and I think that's just kind of that womanly motherly kind of thing where we just try to make, you know, don't let anyone get too excited. I don't want to cause any trouble. I want mm -hmm. this to go as smoothly as possible. And it's such a shame though, that we have to look at it that way and, and feel we have to do that. It's just, yeah, it's crazy. You are very outspoken about some other things about motherhood as well, whether it's breastfeeding, um, you know, all those kinds of things. And so, um, and you're so funny. I mean, you're just Thank you. <laughs> funny. Um, <laughs> I love the, the comedy piece with it. I think it's so much easier for people to digest um, these yep. topics when we add a little bit of humor to it. So that's what I just love about you. Um, you. So, so share, share some of the things that you have talked about, especially when it comes to breastfeeding, that is, that's, that topic is still so, I know, I mean, it's just, yeah. Um, yeah, I was very, um, you know, pro breastfeeding in public and I definitely kind of made a point of, of, I didn't use a cover most of the time with my first child. And it, it felt like a statement of, of, I am giving food to my baby. Yeah. <laughs> so if you have a problem with this, you leave the room. Right. Um, you know, it, uh, I don't know, it was something that was super important to me. And, and, you know, I, <laughs> There's a fine line because I would didn't want to do it at other people's houses because it's like their private place and you know it's it's a fine line but I think that by by asking women my my friend's a wedding photographer and she was shooting and she had to pump and she was being asked to pump in the bathroom and um like she came home with the flu because she was like sitting on the floor next to the toilet. Like, you know, I mean, just, it's disgusting. Like we shouldn't have to do that. Nobody should have to do that. Um, and um, yeah, so I just, I feel like the more we can just get it out there. And, you know, I've got some, some pictures I've had done um, of me breastfeeding my children. And it's just such a beautiful thing. It's like this very tiny window of motherhood. And obviously not everyone chooses to breastfeed and that is absolutely fine. But, um, to me, it was just such a beautiful and special time. And I, um, breastfeeding mothers are allowed to exist in the world and in the public. And I think that is just, I think that sort of thing is something we really need to work on in this country, not just breastfeeding mothers, but like, you know, um, I was talking to my husband about this because I gained weight during the pandemic and I'm trying very hard to work on all bodies are good bodies, you know, and I put on my jumpsuit with of like shorts and I was like all paranoid about it yesterday when we went out, but I was like, I am allowed to have bare legs <laughs> because all bodies are good bodies and all bodies are allowed to exist in public and um and it that ties in with the breastfeeding thing it's like there's so much body shame around women um size and shape and color and 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 breastfeeding and there's just so many ways to shame women into not going out in the public and i just feel like that all falls under similar umbrellas it does Ooh, i could talk all day about 
about body shame and, and feeling and it's and it's one of those things where I think when I, I'm very much just like you when it comes to you know all bodies are beautiful and and I honestly feel that way why can't I apply that to myself like why why can't I just I just recently joined the gym like three weeks ago and I get so inspired by these women that show up ready to just kick some serious ass. And you can tell just by the way they hold themselves that they don't care. Like they are there to get it done and they Mm. could care less what they're wearing, what anyone, you could just, you just get that aura from them. Mm -hmm. And I still feel like I'm not there. I mean, when I, when I, so I suffered from uh, pregnancy, and pregnancy anxiety and postpartum anxiety and depression Mm -hmm. and all of that and was ultimately medicated and I had lost all my baby weight and then I got on medication and gained it all back and and then lost it again (laughs) and then had a mental health relapse and a a bipolar diagnosis so now I'm on meds I'm on meds and I am currently 30 pounds heavier than I'm supposed to be. I hide it very well, but I am definitely larger than I'm, than I want to be. Um, and I still struggle with that. And, and it's so funny because I'm going on a cruise soon. And I told my friend, I said, I hope you don't mind, but I'm, I'm ordering a two piece. <laughs> she goes, and she was like, best friend. Of course she doesn't mind, but like, I felt like I even just still had to say it, which is oh, so, I so feel that like, it's so stupid. Like, of course she doesn't care what I wear. Like, and why should I like, why? Oh, I, well, I, I'm actually feel. meeting a girlfriend, um, in a few weeks and I'm having the same thoughts and I'm like, is it silly to like tell her ahead of time? Cause I haven't seen her in two years, basically like to tell her ahead of time that I've like gained weight and you know, and then I had a friend come over here and she was like, she had a baby recently. And she was like, just so you know, I haven't been in a swimsuit in a long time. It's like, we have this need to apologize for ourselves, even to our best friends. Right. And that's, I mean, that's, that just shows like how deeply ingrained all this shame is in us. Um, and it's, it's so sad. <laughs> it's really sad. Yeah. And, it's and it is so- a disconnect because like mentally I'm all bodies are good bodies. And that's very easy for me to apply to other people. And it's so hard for me to apply to myself. So I feel you completely. Oh, I hear a kitty. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> Ollie, he's like, please, please. No, let me okay. I feel like I should have let my cat in the room too. <laughs> um, you, you know, how, how do you work on that? Because I think women are going to be listening to this and going, okay, so both of these women still have <laughs> this body image. We'll deal with it. How do we right. work on that? So, um, so I've been exploring intuitive eating lately. So, um, uh, and kind of leaning into that because there's just a lot of science that's like diets don't work long-term, like it just doesn't work, unfortunately. Um, and so I'm looking into intuitive, intuitive eating and I'm trying to focus on more on how my body feels and really get in touch with how my body feels versus how it looks. It's not easy. But going, I feel like there's too much weight I'm carrying around and it makes my back hurt or, you know, that is different to me than going, I look at my big butt, you know, like that's different. It's like, I feel, I want to feel strong and flexible, right? So that's what I'm trying to focus on now is more the feel 
versus the look. And it's really hard. And I think, and you know, one of the things I've been struggling with lately is, you know, I'm getting ready. I was getting, I just started going out again, basically. And um, I'm still eating outside, but, um, but I'm getting dressed in front of my kids and I'm looking in the mirror and having those ugh feelings and like feeling sad, trying on clothes that I haven't worn in two years and finding they don't fit and things like that. But I'm also doing it in front of my six-year-old daughter and my three-year-old son. And I don't want them to absorb that. So like, I think having kids has helped me prioritize trying to make this mental switch um, because I don't want them growing up hating their bodies um, or judging other people's bodies, you know? Um, So yeah, so I'm, I'm really, I'm just starting to play with the intuitive eating thing. And I think that really helps. And that's so much of that is all bodies are good bodies and eating for how it makes you feel, not counting calories, but, oh, I notice when I eat this, I feel gross an hour later versus right. I notice I have a lot of energy after I eat this, you know, and just starting to pay attention to that stuff and trusting our bodies again. Um, because I think so many of us are like, Google, tell me what to eat, you know? I mean, or whatever the latest diet is that we're on. Right. We want, we, well, we want it to be easy, right? We just want someone to say here, just tell me what to eat and tell me what to do. And I'll just do it. The funny part is even when we pay people to do that, we still don't follow it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, well, because so much of it is just like impossible, you know, to sustain. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Anyone can, you know, change for you know, a couple weeks or whatever it is. And, and oddly enough, when I got well, the first time to lose after I went off the medication and, and to lose the weight that I had gained, I joined Weight Watchers and, mm. and actually ended up working for them for like oh, no five years. And I left because I had just been diagnosed with bipolar and went on medication. And I, and I, and I quit for a couple reasons. One, I knew I was going to gain weight because every time I was on this medication, I'd gain like a good 25, 30 pounds. And not that they would have fired me because they wouldn't have, but I just was like, I can't, I just, I felt like I couldn't, I couldn't stand up there in front of people and talk about weight stuff, knowing that I was going to gain a lot of weight in like the next couple of months. And I was very honest with them about that. I told them and stuff. And of course, you know, they're like, it's okay. You know, and I'm thinking, well, I mean, who wants to see my before picture and then look at me and be like, (laughs) you don't look much different, you know? And so then I became very vocal about my, about mental health issues, which was actually very appreciated with that audience because a lot of them, you know, were there not just for mental health, but a lot of medications make you gain weight. That's a side effect. A lot of things that people take. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, so I, it was really hard. I want to share with you. I I don't know if you've heard of it. Have you heard of Shapa? Shapa? I have not. Shapa is a numberless scale. Oh, Okay. And it is arriving at my house on Thursday, I think. And I think it was like 96 bucks for the whole year. It's an app. And then they send you the scale like for free. There's no okay. numbers. It goes by colors and it uses this specific AI to like, just kind of measure your trends. And if you're going in the right direction, I mean, mm. of course I ordered it right away because I mean, I <laughs> I'm going to step on my number scale, but I think the numberless scale is like such a unique 
way of kind of looking at kind of like how you said the intuitive eating, kind of just knowing how you feel after you eat something, you know, of course, when we feed our bodies, the things that they should be getting, you know, the vitamins and nutrients and all that, we do feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think so many of us, you know, we emotionally eat, we eat, you know, for the wrong reasons we want, you know, we, we want quick and convenient, which usually doesn't mean it's healthy. I mean, there's so many right. things. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, I have a couple things. Um, one is, uh, with the emotional eating, what's wrong with that? Like if we could, I mean, what if we could say, you know what? I'm so sad and I need a bowl of ice cream and I'm going to sit down and I'm going to enjoy this delicious bowl of ice cream. And I'm going to finish with no guilt so that I like close that loop of like, that felt good. I got good feelings from it and I'm done. You know, like, is there a way that we can allow that, um, allow those treats and allow that to be pleasure instead of guilt and shame and guilt right yes exactly and we talk about that right where it just it spirals out of control i mean you eat i mean you feel sad and we both we all know feeling sad and going to mcdonald's and getting a big mac is not going to make it better but it does do pleasure for that moment right right Right. and then the idea is to kind of sit in that pleasurable moment and figure out what your next what what your next step is going to be which right instead of being like oh i'm filled with regret i wish i hadn't done that because then it like takes that pleasure away that you just let yourself have and that you needed you know yeah Yeah, absolutely and then the other thing is i've stopped using the scale um like i don't weigh myself when i go to the doctor I, i don't let them weigh me um because which you can do you can say nope i don't, I don't want to do that thank you and because i can tell by my genes <laughs> which way i'm going so um and and that i don't know that has that's one of the ways that i've been working on this too is because that takes shame away from me like i don't i can i can know oh i'm well i'm really bloated today or something but but yeah seeing that number creep up is just like daily punches to the face being like you have no value. I don't, because that's what we're taught it means, right? Of course. Yes, of course. right. If you're going up, then yeah, you must be, must be invaluable or, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, I mean that, the number on the, maybe, I think I'm gonna actually probably do that. I'm just not gonna weigh myself anymore. <laughs> and right, I, because, right. I mean, what is it doing? I mean, what is, I mean, it's it's really not. Exactly. It's yeah. just really not. Um, yeah, if anything, it just makes us feel more awful. Right. And invaluable, just like you said, and mm-hmm. for an emotional eater and we're having those emotions. Right. Then you know, it's giving I mean, more bad emotions. And, right. Yeah, it's just exactly. a cycle. And so finding that part of the cycle that you can break, which could be as simple as stop weighing yourself. Right. right. It could be as simple as why don't you just really pay attention to the food that makes you feel good? Mm-hmm. You know, and yep. how does your body feel? You know, right. my, right. My back hurts. I tend to get out of breath you know, I can't run around with my kid. Like I used to, you know, all exactly. those things, yeah. which are, you know, those are the real reasons why we make the changes that we, we do, right. um, why we want to do that. I mean, of course we want to be able to fit into clothes that we used to and all of that, but yeah. you know, it's our, it's first and foremost, it's our health, right. Just to, right. you know, be able to, you know, not just, not just live, but actually enjoy living, right? Which is, right. you know. And enjoy and live for ourselves versus the people looking at us, right? Exactly. Which is so yeah. hard. 
so hard. Especially as an actor, you know. Yeah, I well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> ooh, I don't know that side of it, but I would wager to bet that that. I mean, that's tough. That's. I mean. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I do think that there is some movement in the industry away from like you have to be wafer thin to play any female character, so that's good. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it's still it's still a thing. You got to feel those about. pressures of that, especially being pregnant, and then you're thinking, oh, do I have to get back to the way that I was? Oh my god, I know. Like I don't know, eight months after I had um, Oscar, I guess um my my youngest um I was in a an acting workshop and another actor in the class like put his hand on my stomach and was like oh are you pregnant and I was like no no I'm not don't ever do that like I mean and then I had to go up and like perform right and go up and like try to be my best self and it was like whew, it's amazing how how much that can knock you off your game to just you know be so clearly judged yeah that's hard oh, yeah my. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. That's... But talking about the pleasure and the joy thing, um, one of my goals for this year is to bring more joy into my life because for the past two years, it's been pandemic. I've been in like survival mode, just try to keep the kids happy, try to keep the house running. Like I have not been focused on fun or joy or pleasure for myself at all. And I'm sure that that is the case for many parents during all this. I mean, many yeah. people, period, but parents is um really really got it this year or these past couple of years um and so this year instead of doing a, a new year's resolution i ended up making a joy board which is a bingo board and everything on my bingo board um is something that i know like that i can i can think about doing it and it brings me to my happy place as your sign says yeah <laughs> um so that has been really fun and my husband did one too and so we're like oh marking off our bingo boards as the year goes on. Yeah, I love really that. Can great. you share what some of the things are on your board? Yeah, so um, so I've got some big things, like um, I'm going to go to Cedar Point with two of my best childhood friends, mm -hmm. which is like the theme park, um, like the biggest roller coasters in the world, basically at this place. And like, I grew up going to it and it just brings me so much joy. So we're just gonna go and like be little kids and just the three of us run around and do that. Um, and then there's things like go outside every day. Um, because I know if I can just even get five minutes of sunshine, <laughs> you know, I know it's going to help me so much more. Um, so that, that has been, and you know, there'll be times of the day where I'm like, oh, I didn't go outside. And I just like go outside for five minutes at night just to like get that done. But just getting that fresh air is so helpful. Um, I've got reading goals on there. Um, a romantic getaway with my husband that is child free is going to be huge. Um, <laughs> it's a real treat. Um, gosh, hold on one second. Let me grab it. Okay. Oh, um, so one of mine is figure out how to incorporate mindfulness into our family routines. Okay, I like because I'm really trying to work with um, my kids on that because, you know, it's been a really stressful two years and then we're like, go back to the real world kids and throw them out and I think it, yeah. it's very it's anxiety inducing for me can't even imagine for, you know, kids yeah. but yeah. Um, so we're like trying to work on doing mindfulness stuff and I love had a that. very proud mama moment the other day where um, 
my daughter and son were fighting and screaming at each other. And my daughter was like, I need to go do a meditation. She stomped up to her room and she listened to the Calm app. There's kids meditations on there. She listened to the Calm app and sat on the futon and like breathed. And Oscar was like, I need to go do a meditation too. So they sat on opposite sides of the futon, so mad at each other, but like doing this meditation together. And then afterwards, Lex was like, I feel so much better. I was just so proud. Your heart must have exploded. Like, this oh, is So proud. I was like, wow, she took the coping mechanism and ran with it. Like, <laughs> yeah. after, you know, a long time of working with her on it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, um, you know, there, there are many places and even including like school where we're taught how to process our emotions. And, right. you know, this pandemic you know, is something that has affected every single person. And I don't think that anyone has ever experienced something like that, where it's not just you and it's not just your town, right? It, it's like the entire, the entire world. world. And you're right. You know, we take our kids, you know, they do distance learning or whatever it is. And then we just kind of throw them back into, into it. And it's not the same place. Right. And depending on the age of your children too, I mean, yeah, I mean, my son's three and a half, so he, all he knows is this pandemic. And so it's been interesting down. because he is more comfortable. If the playground's crowded, he's more comfortable with his mask on, even though we're like, you're outside, you don't have to wear it. Like, he's like, no, I want to, just because that's what he's been used to for two that's years. That's all he knows, right? He also called, called a cow a dog. And I was like, oh no, we need to get outside. <laughs> you think that's a dog. That's a cow, darling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's so great. I love that, that your your kids did that. I need to go meditate. We've been Um, trying to incorporate like just little moments of it throughout the day. You know, like at breakfast, we do, we all say something we're grateful for. Like we go around the table and say something we're grateful for that day. And at the end of the day, we do the rose and the thorn exercise about our days and um, just trying to like put little moments of of, of coping and appreciating. And, you know, I don't know. I feel like I wasn't, I don't know that I was taught to be a person. Like, how do you, I was taught math and science and reading and all these things, but like, how do you just deal with your feelings and how do you deal with being stressed and, you know, all these things. Right. I'm glad people are paying more attention to that stuff now. Yeah. I mean, you see it more and more in schools too, where they're actually taking the time, like instead of gym class, learning how to play basketball, teach us how to, you know, meditate and how Mm -hmm. to do yoga, you know, and, and things like that, things that are useful that, you know, we're going, we're going to use even into our adulthood. And likely what will happen with your kids is that they'll remember doing this as kids. They'll pass it on to their kids. Right. And that's, that's where like big change starts to happen. And, and yeah, and, and better prepare them for when they have to deal with those big feelings, because mm-hmm. we're not taught how to do that. I mean, so many families don't even do things like this, right? Everything's like, don't talk about, you know, we're not talking about that, you know, or, you know, whatever the case may be, but yes, healthy yeah. ways of dealing with those things are need to be taught and they're yeah. not being taught in school. So, so that's awesome. So, so your joy board now, I'm yeah. Curious, you know, how many squares does this bingo board have? I can show you. All your listeners can't see, but so it's like, it's a five by five. And okay. then in the middle, I've got my free space. That's just like joy, pleasure, delight. Just okay. reminders of what my okay. themes are. Um, and I've, let's see, 
we've only got a few done. I've only got like four done so far. Okay. But um, yeah, playing in a tree climbing course. I know that was something I, I've done once and I loved so yeah. much. So hard That's and awesome. Cool. I love that. <laughs> um, I love that. How's your husband doing on his? Now is he? He's okay. only got a couple too. Okay. So yeah. So, you know, I feel like as things are opening back up and as my kids are, my daughter's finishing school, there's going to be a lot more kind of all happening at the same time. I feel like this next month, it's all kind of revving up too. I've got some like girlfriend trips planned and yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm very excited. So exciting. I love that. Absolutely yeah. love it. Um, so what is, what is next for you in the entertainment world? Um, well, I uh, just um, shot, not just, a few months ago, I shot um, a new show called Dark Winds that's going to be premiering on AMC um, June 21st. Oh, so, wow. Oh, no, okay. June 12th. Scratch that, June 12th. Okay. Um, and I am in, um, well, we'll see. I shot <laughs> five of the six episodes. So you may see little peaks of me and, and everything but the pilot, hopefully. So we'll okay. see. You never know with the edit, but yeah. Um, oh, but yeah, fun. I'm excited about that. And then yeah. yeah, just auditioning and writing. I'm actually um, working on some TV shows, um, writing some pilots, um, and uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Oh, yeah, that'll be fun. I can't wait to see how it turned out. It was a great, yeah. Great show. Oh, good, 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 mm. good. I love that. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, <laughs> I so appreciate you coming on and talking about, I, I'm going to put links to, are you so, you're still actively writing on your blog. I am. Yep. Mm -hmm. So I definitely yep, want to that. do it. It's so, it's so, it's so good. Again, your humor is what just draws me to you so much because <laughs> I just, I love the way you frame things. Um, I'm all about inserting humor into tough topics that just need to be discussed that don't, people don't want to talk about, but you know, it opens up that conversation a lot easier for people who maybe don't want to talk about those things. Um, I, agree. I think it's just, I think it's amazing. Um, so yeah, so I, I definitely want to have you back on, um, you know, after this entertainment stuff happens and whatnot, okay. we can chat some more. I personally want updates on your joy board. I think <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I'll keep you posted. I want to know how these things are going. Um, but yeah, but I, I so appreciate you coming on and, and sharing with us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me.